Welcome to Soma Podcast. Okay, so I had a really cool experience yesterday, and I'll start by sharing it. So one of my dear friends, uh, Richard, he uh, he gives me a call around one o'clock or sometime around there, and he's like, "Hey." Um, I got, you know, I got some fruit. I just picked up some coconuts. Can I stop by? I'm like, yeah. I, I told him on the phone, yeah, maybe we'll do a little fire tonight. And uh, so he comes. You know, it was nice. We He had some nice tropical fruits, and we had some of that. And then, well, all right, we went outside and started uh, building the fire. And, you know, I had a little firewood. Uh, I had a little firewood, uh, just kind of out back and I had some old Christmas trees out back. So, uh, we got the, uh, firewood. We started building the fire and immediately I, I completely remembered all my, uh, past intentions that I've been placing about, oh, I would say about two months ago. When uh, my mentor from India, uh, Sri Nityananda Paramashivam, he he kept mentioning how, and this was during the start of this whole you know, Corona thing. He was saying how traditionally uh, in Sanatana Dharma, fire walking was used to boost the immune system to an incredible level. And firewalking is just basically a process of uh, burning uh, wood into coal and then laying the coal out and then uh, walking over the coal. And well, uh, Swamiji, as I call him, basically mentioned how uh, you your immunity goes uh, to such high levels, I think percentage-wise, it multiplies like a thousand percent increase in immune power, something of that nature, if it were to be studied scientifically. And uh, also, it generates devotion. It generates just trust in whatever uh, whatever you deem as uh, your connection point to life. So it really helps for devotion. It really helps for immune power. And then I looked into it a while back and Things like it opens up your meridians because all your meridians are linked to the bottom of your foot. And uh, things like it really works on the fear patterns. So obviously with this coronavirus, there's been so much uh, insecurity. I'm very fortunate to have the right cognitions and I've been pretty diligent in aligning myself to be able to face the insecurity and use it for having breakthroughs. But, you know, there was still like a little undercurrent of just, it was like a nagging kind of, I think it's the collective consciousness. It's kind of in the air, so to speak. So, um, so the, I figured, okay, so this firewalking would be a great way to just kind of transmute all that. And, uh, so yeah, so we burnt, burn up some wood and we laid out a, a few feet of, uh, of, of live charcoal. And, uh, and yeah, I walked. It was the first time I did fire walking. And, uh, 
and I actually, surprisingly, I extremely enjoyed it. Um, yeah, you know, you always, you know, I kind of expected the on worst case scenario I'd have maybe some blisters on the bottom of my foot, and I was I was like, all right, the benefits are worth it. It's fine. But uh, no, I mean, I don't know if it's the physics. I think there's multiple things going on, but the physics of uh, when your foot uh, touches the coals, there's, you know, certain instructions. You do not want to run and kind of push your heel and foot into the coal. You don't want the coal too thick off the ground where it might get stuck in between your toes. Uh, and then, yeah. As long as you know some of those things, and there's certain herbs, I put some uh, malaki down, and uh, and it had some cold water ready at the end of the pit, um, and uh, so it was uh, was really actually really really enjoyed it, um, and I ended up walking on it at least five times. I just kept going over about five times, and I, around like the fifth or sixth time. I felt that full kind of like activation and really your whole, you know, meridians, you can really feel them shoot up your nervous system through the leg and kind of like the fire element just invigorates the whole system and definitely activates the Kundalini. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I, I really liked it. And it was, it was quite funny. My neighbor, who's uh, someone who I've grown up with my whole life, I uh, was right now I'm at, during the quarantine, I'm at my parents' house since they're in New Jersey, uh, and the house is open. My neighbor next door, who I who I've known since um, probably I was a few months old, he he was outside and somehow he was uh, inspired to do the walk, and he even walked, and that was surprising because he had no idea. He was, when when he heard that I was gonna walk on the coals, this concept never even came to me. It was just something new he's just like why would you do that you know i kind of explained the benefits and and he's like i don't think i'm gonna walk but i'll, I'll definitely watch <laughs> and i don't know it's just something uh the night kind of the day the daytime kind of turned into night and uh basically the basically the uh it was kind of it was nighttime and you know i had a dorga gayatri mantra playing and we had the gong out and uh the, invo the invocations and intentions and cognitions were getting set and uh it was just you could tell that uh the, the there was like a contagious inspiration kind of happening between everyone's bio memories we all kind of got into coherence i went first my neighbor he came up and he was about to go but then he he uh and you know when you second guess yourself and he kind of jumped off to the side. And then Richard came in. And Richard, like a trooper, he did like, he was like me. He went back and forth a few times. And then my neighbor got, I guess, <laughs> I guess he had the confidence by then. And he got on. He did it. And it was, that was really cool. And um, and then my wife did it, uh, I think, uh, about three times. Uh, and it was super nice. And then the funny thing is, was my son wanted to do it <laughs> he's five years old it was hilarious it was he almost felt left out so we cleared him a little a light little path of kind of, of some hot sand kind of moved the charcoal out and it was still it was really hot you know it was hot sand and he did it and he it was really cool you know he got a little uh standing ovation 
and yeah we closed it and um definitely we're gonna do more and definitely uh we'll definitely invite some friends so to be able to experience that and uh i definitely highly recommend it uh there's absolutely no burns on the bottom of my feet uh there was uh you can feel activated like at night uh right before i was gonna retire into deep sleep uh i can feel all all the, the whole nervous system at the bottom of the foot kind of activated but there was absolutely no pain it was very invigorating uh and in this morning absolutely fine the last thing i expect last thing i expect i expected at least a few blisters but there's there's signs to it basically when you set your cognition right when you set your perception right through intention proper intention and vocation and you get your breathing into a certain rhythm you basically get into an altered state of consciousness or i should say a higher state of consciousness with deeper awareness you connect to your you know what you your feeling connection your devotion whatever links you to trust of life you connect to that and basically your electromagnetic field gets strengthened your blood becomes more alkaline your you know your heart rate your body chemistry all adjusts your brain chemistry and basically uh your and i'm sure certain adrenalines and things all types of chemistry is activated along with the kundalini which is your mitochondria cell potential all that gets activated and then when you walk on the hot coals um it to me i i felt it was like flowers i mean i, I wouldn't say flowers i mean in flower is more in a metaf um that's kind of like how i felt um but if i were to precisely tune into the bottom of my foot it's kind of like some just like a activation that's the only way i can kind of like a spicy spicy activation kind of like a, a chili so it wasn't there was no pain or what you know what would be conceived of as like you know pain or some type of sadist uh, saddest type of why would you self-torture yourself Abs on the contrary imagine what people do to themselves at bars and wreck their inner chemistry and things like that this is actually healthy you know and i can feel my you know my immune system my cells everything just charged up so absolutely recommend it i'll definitely be doing more uh i'll definitely be doing more of those and definitely be inviting people uh so that's going to be exciting this was definitely an initiation of the highest order and uh initiation of the fire element and i'm really excited to share this with other people all right so today i wanted to go into the topic of uh, oneness uh, bliss uh, via integrity so it's gonna be really nice to really uh, dive into this is actually my true passion is is uh, awakening higher consciousness and through the uh, the great Sanatana Dharma the great the Sanatana Dharma is the the umbrella of the great Eastern traditions all the Hindu traditions Buddhism Sikhism Jainism so basically that that living energy that living life science and all the uh, endless grace and techniques and teachings and whatnot so um, I'll be sharing some really core 
uh, starting today's satsang, I'll be uh, today's podcast satsang, I guess you could say, I'll be starting uh, really just layering on from a good foundation how to build this multi-dimensional logic and really uh, tune our will to be able to access our our consciousness, our higher consciousness, and really grow in awareness. So yeah, so today we're going to focus primarily on the nature of reality. In Sanatana Dharma, this is called Advaita. Advaita means existential reality, oneness. So we're going to go into that and how that's practical, how we can make practical utility out of Advaita, out of existential oneness. Okay, so we'll be breaking that down and giving the practical methodology, the practical tech, I guess, more than a technique, but the principle of the will and of integration. Integration being the key to not only accessing our super consciousness, but being able to express it and manifest success in the outer world and bliss fulfillment in the inner world. Okay, so we'll start. So basically, as we touched on yesterday, we have an inner space and we have an outer space. Well, most people are aware of their outer space. It's quite obvious. And in the outer space, you have the dimensions of your health, your wealth, it means your currency and your relationships, your relationships with others and your uh, your just your outer dimensions of life. So this is the outer world and your inner world is basically how you feel about you and how your identity uh, and your various emotions and thought currents all play within you. Right. So we can actually perceive our outer world with our senses. And uh, in the Sankhya philosophy, it's understood that the whole outer world is made up of five elements and it's made up and we can perceive them through our senses, our eyes, our ears, our nose, our tongue and our, our skin. And we're able to experience the outer world. It's very clear. And the inner world is something called the Antakadanas, where it's, the, it's known as the, uh, the subtle intra-internalizing organs of perception. So this is, you can say the outer world is matter and the inner world is antimatter. So right now scientists are trying to find, they've, they've discovered a little bit of antimatter and it's worth like trillions of dollars. And NASA, like they've collected a little antimatter and they're like, where's the rest of the antimatter? But the reality is that the antimatter is, uh, is un- unperceivable by the five senses. You have to awaken your pineal gland your sixth sense to be able to see antimatter. But antimatter is basically your moods, your emotions, your thought currents, and how you feel about you, your identity, your core identity. So your your antakaranas are basically your memory, your your mind, your perception tool, your uh, your 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 actual the power which perceives through the senses known as chakshu mind is manas memory is chitta and your intelligence your intelligence is called buddhi your intelligence is your cognition that which makes decision that which receives this whole mechanism is what receives in sensory information processes it through visualization verbalization light and sound and makes meaning stores as memory 
and basically is the source of your perception, your identity, and this is where we make decisions from. So these, this whole mechanism, chakshu, manas, chitta, buddhi, and ahamkar, this whole, this whole process is called antakaranas. So the antakaranas are basically how we perceive our inner world. And, you know, people are uh, more empathic and really uh, and kind of intuitive. Like women are intuitive by nature because uh, due to exploitation, they have to be on very high intuitive alert to constantly keep their, um, themselves safe. You know, um, it's easy for a, a lusty eye to fall on on a woman. So especially growing up in cities in the modern day world. So women naturally become highly intuitive just simply out of survival need. So, um, and I'm not encouraging that method to build intuition, um, but the, the fact is that women are highly intuitive. And not only, not only that, uh, they're highly intuitive because they're by nature programmed to be mothers. So when a, when a woman is able to, or is kind of programmed to be a mother, that natural feminine energy, that intuition really is strong. So the empathic quality, the ability to feel other people's moods and emotions and kind of perceive and kind of sense their intention and their thought currents and things like that. So uh, women are, are by nature more intuitive than men, but men can absolutely build their intuitive capacities. Okay, so you have your inner world and you have your outer world. And in reality, in absolute reality, your inner world is the source of your outer world. Your outer world is simply a reflection of your inner world. When there is no conflict, when there is an absolute tuning with your inner world and your outer world, you experience what is called as oneness, non-dual, non-duality. So oneness is the nature of bliss, of completion, of fulfillment. So your inner world is basically compromised of the thoughts you get you are you have inside you basically your inner chatter your thoughts and visualizations compromise your inner world and your outer world is basically the expression of your body language and spoken language your words so if you're conscious Actually, we'll start with unconscious. If you're unconscious, you can't even control the words in your body language you express in your outer world. If you are conscious, you can even control the words, the thoughts you give inside you, your inner chatter, the type of verbalizations and visualizations you cherish in your inner space. So again, I'll repeat, if you are conscious, you can control even your thought currents, you can control your visualizations or the type of emotions you want to invoke. If you're unconscious, you cannot even control your word, your spoken word in that gets projected out into your outer space. You can't even control your body language. So that's, that's profound. And oneness is where there is no conflict, where you are completely empowered. See, when you are centered on your inner space, if you are very clear, if you're, like I said, when you're conscious, you can even control 
the thoughts that are going on in your inner space. When you're unconscious, you cannot even control the words you give out in your outer space. Suffering, when people suffer, it's because their outer space is controlling their inner space. When you're complete, when you're fulfilled, when you're feeling that existential bliss, your inner space becomes, you're grounded in your inner space. That becomes a source of your outer space, meaning you take the responsibility. You're grounded on who you are. You know your reality is getting manifested from your inner world. Your inner world is the source. This is, an, this is actual existential reality. But when we lose tuning, when we create conflict, our outer world seems to be the source of our inner world. So if your outer world is dictating the thought currents that are going on in your inner space and the emotional currents that are going on in your inner, in your inner space, then you are living in utter suffering. If your inner world is the source and you're able to control the type of thought currents and emotional currents that are happening in your inner world, then essentially... Your outer world becomes a manifestation of your inner world. We're manifesting our reality whether we're conscious of it or not. But when you're unconscious, the outer world is perceived as the source for, your, for what you're experiencing in your inner space. But when you're conscious, you're very clear. Your inner space, the thoughts and words you give to yourself become the source of how your outer world is going to manifest. So if you can bring, and I'm going, to, I'm going to introduce this word, integrity, to your inner space, then you will be, you will feel the responsibility. You will start to control. You'll start to become conscious of the words you give to yourself inside of you. Naturally, you will start manifesting reality you consciously want from joy, from fulfillment into your outer space. Now, if you lack integrity, and we'll go deeper into what the, the exact process of integrity is, but when you lack integrity, when you can't even control the words that are going on inside of your inner space, then you absolutely cannot control the words going on in your outer space. So therefore, your outer space reality seems to be more powerful than your inner space reality. It seems to be the source of your reality. So that's why I'm saying oneness is where your inner space and outer space exist with no conflict. There's no conflict in your inner space and there is no conflict in your outer space. You feel completion. You feel fulfillment. You feel the non-dual. There's no more duality. Duality is nothing but the conflict that is existing between your inner space and your outer space. So when you have integrity, the thoughts and words you give to yourself inside of you is under your conscious control. Therefore, you feel your inner space is the source of your outer reality. When you are unconscious, you lack integrity, you're, you cannot even control the words happening outside of you, the type of projection, your body language, your spoken word. You project outside of you, so the outside seems to be the source 
of your inner reality, you can see that is where all suffering starts. <laughs> can you have on lava for me? Okay. Um, basically, when we start to bring integrity, we start to get grounded on our responsibility. We start to get grounded on our inner space. We start to feel the fulfillment and the joy of being the source of our reality. We manifest reality we want because we are putting in the seeds, the thoughts and words we choose to cherish. And we are honoring them. And that is what integrity is. Integrity is honoring the thoughts you give to yourself inside your inner space and honoring the word you give to others in your outer space or the body language you give to others in your outer space. So basically, I'm going to recap. Your inner world is made up of the words you give to yourself. Constantly the words, the chatter you give to yourself creates your inner space. And you can, there's, enough modern day really good science that's showing that the thought currents you have the thoughts you have is going to trigger those emotions those particular emotions so your thought when i say the thoughts you're cherishing inside of you i'm also talking about the emotions that are going to get triggered from those thoughts so when you start aligning to your word when you get when you tell yourself you're going to do something when you give yourself a commitment and you honor it what happens this is integrity you experience fulfillment you experience what's called completion wholeness why because the root of suffering is fantasy the root of suffering is not being in tune with reality. As I said, reality is your inner space and outer space. Your rea reality, so fantasy is when there is a conflict between your inner space and outer space. So if you're living in fantasy, essentially what is happening is you're in delusion. You're in absolute, everything's a... An illusion everything's a lie you're not living your truth so integrity in Sanatana Dharma integrity is known as Satya so if you look in in, in all the Buddhism Jainism Sikhism and Hinduism uh, when they give their their what are the vows of an enlightened being the vow it's not even a moral vow so to speak it's almost a cosmic power it's almost a, aligning to a cosmic uh, frequency you're aligning to the, the flow and law of the cosmos. The first one in each tradition in Buddhism, Sikhism, Jainism. And, and when, this is one thing all Hindu traditions, no matter if you fought whatever, whichever one, there's many. They all agree. Satya is the foundation. Truth. The basis of Sanatana Dharma is Sat Chit Ananda. Truth, consciousness, bliss. Anything which creates more truth, more consciousness means more awareness. And more bliss, more joy, that is that is the purpose of life. That is the purpose of existence. 
That is the truth. So satya means aligning to your personal truth. Right? So uh, suffering comes when there is a conflict between your inner space and your outer space. This is due to non-integrity. When we lack integrity, and unfortunately in the modern day world, because of conditioning, fantasy has become so high, we lack extreme integrity. I should say we extremely lack integrity. And you may think you're honest, but honesty is not integrity. Honesty is moral and ethical. Integrity, this is what I'm saying, it's existential. It's based on your perception of reality. See, when I say your inner world, outer world, and the words you utter inside is the source of your inner reality, the, the words you, show, you project outside is the source of your outer reality, I'm not talking morals and ethics. I'm not saying just squawking a, a fact like a parrot. So don't confuse truth, satya, that's the problem with the English language, it's limited. It's a binary language. So we're trying to decode traditional ancient Sanskrit Vedic words. These are multidimensional concepts. So you have to kind of have the patience and listening to kind of build uh, the understanding. Satya means aligning to your truth, not squawking facts like a parrot. So if you think you're honest, you could be extremely deluded. You have to really look in and see you have to acid wash your inner space and see do i honor every word i give to myself why why is honoring the word we give to ourself integrity well if and just analyze the words you constantly are giving to yourself is generating the emotions that you're experiencing this is naturally the source of your decision making so naturally your inner space is the source of your outer reality, your outer experience of reality. And when you relate with the outer world, the words you give to others, the declarations, the decisions you make with your body language, with your spoken word, this is playing on the, your field. So when it comes to understanding integrity, we're understanding that integrity is an existential reality. It's subjective, it's objective, but it's the source of both. There's no philosophy can, there's many philosophies out there. None can deny the fact that truth, integrity is the source of whatever that perception or philosophy is. So in Sanatana Dharma, we talk about Advaita. Advaita means oneness. Oneness is the core fabric of existential reality. You call it whatever name you want. Source, divinity, God, whatever. It, you, can even, you can even just say existence. It doesn't matter. But oneness is the principle. Oneness means non-dual. Oneness is not one. One implies singularity. And oneness is actually implying infinity. So and you cannot say one is infinite. So... Don't get too confused. We're going to make this very practical. But just to understand, oneness means infinite. Infinite cannot be equal to one. Don't have that binary logic when you're looking at this multidimensional logical understanding of Advaita. Advaita means non-dual, beyond duality. So singular 
is the opposite of dual, not the transcendence of dual. So Advaita means beyond duality, not singular. So don't confuse oneness with singularity. It's not the same. So Advaita is the core truth of our existence. Whether you believe it or not, like it or not, we are rooted in existential oneness. means our inner space and our outer space, our inner world and our outer world, that dual, is on the foundation of infinite consciousness, which is oneness. Oneness. And by the, the nature of this oneness is fullness. In the Sanatana Dharma, we call this Purnatva. Purnatva is fullness, completion. So how to make this practical? We're experiencing reality in our inner space based on the words we're uttering to ourselves, the, the inner chatter. It's creating the emotions, creating the decision making. And we're experiencing our outer space with the words we give to others, the declarations, the commitments we give to others, the decisions we choose to involve with others. It can be other circumstances, other people. We're using our spoken word or our body language, but however, we're engaged with the outer reality. So this inner reality and outer reality, when there is no conflict in both, we experience oneness. A byproduct of this oneness is bliss. Bliss is not sensory joy or sensory pleasure. We talked about that yesterday. Bliss is your core consciousness expressing through your being, your emotions, and your intellect. All your three main layers. So... How does integrity work with this? Basically, integrity is the act of integrating your inner world and your outer world and creating that non-conflict zone. When there's no conflict between your inner world and your outer world, you experience oneness. You See, so if, if existential reality is your inner world and outer world expression you can see now how if there is no conflict with your inner world and your outer world where's the question of dual now there's no more inner world there's no more outer world they both disappear into the source fabric of where both came from and that is the advaita that is the oneness that is the bliss of your your existence your consciousness your super consciousness so how does integrity play with that Every word we give to ourselves is a declaration, is a desire, is a commitment. And in Sanatana Dharma, we understand karma. Karma, you can look at it as cause and effect, but the deeper meaning of karma is unfulfilled desire. Now we're talking about the will here. Your will's basic function and mechanism is to make a declaration, make a decision, and execute. Right? So... When we give a thought to our, when we're cherishing certain thought currents inside, we're really, what we're really doing is creating certain commitments, certain desires in our inner space. So if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you don't do it, you lost integration between your thought, word, and action. Or you could say your thought and action because we're working with inner space. So once you break thought in action, when you lose that connection, you become disintegrated. And the natural byproduct of being disintegrated is you lose confidence on yourself. So 
bliss, ananda, is a by is basically having absolute confidence on the core of your being. When you have integrity with the commitments, the declarations you have within you, you are absolutely con confident on yourselves. And, and let's look at some examples. If every day you say, I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out, I'm going to work out, but you never work out. Will you have confidence in you? After a certain point, there's going to be a like a like a comedy villain sitting inside of your inner space laughing at you. Oh, this fellow said he's going to work out today. Ha ha ha. So, so same way in our outer space. If you are constantly telling someone you're going to do something, you're going to do something, you're going to do something. Say you tell your your family member that you're going to take out the trash and you never take out the trash. It always just sits there. Someone else has to do it. After a few times, will that person trust that you're going to take out the trash when they ask? No. Or maybe you owe somebody money and you constantly are telling them, oh, I'll pay you, I'll pay you, I'll pay you, but you never pay them. You never even, you don't honor the, the, the time, nothing. You say, I'm going to pay you in a week. A week goes by, you don't pay them. Will that person trust you? Absolutely not. So honoring your words you give to yourself is going to give you fulfillment, trust, courage on yourself, on your in your inner space. Honoring your word, honoring your commitment with others is going to make others have trust on you. When there is absolute trust in your inner space, in your outer space, what you manifest is Completion, fullness, oneness. There's no more conflict. There's no more inner world and outer world. So the duality is broken and you're just, you're just in oneness. You're in that absolute bliss. That absolute joy. That You trust yourself. And that's the only life worth living. See, integrity is not a moral to be practiced. It's a power to be manifested. If you think you're going to practice integrity, you miss the boat. Because already you moralized it, ethicalized it, and put it as one more practice. No, you need to cognize in the core of your being, wow, this is a power. If I honor the words I give to myself, yes, I'll have confidence and trust on me. That's the most valuable thing existence can give you. I mean, this, this corona uh, virus is already showing that money is not the source of security. If you think security comes through money... Well, look at, just look at what just happened in the last two, three months. No, your consciousness, your ability to access your consciousness, your trust on you, your integrity, that is the, that's true security. That's the empowerment that we need. So it, I'm not saying don't make money. What I'm saying is don't be compulsive about it. Don't sacrifice your integrity, your joy, your truth, honoring, aligning to your purpose what you know you should be committed to, what you tell yourself every day you need to do on all levels, don't sacrifice that for a buck. Your time is not, money does not equal time. Or I should say time does not equal money. Time equals life. Money is a utility. Be intelligent. So, back to the point. When there is a conflict, when we don't have integrity with us, we lose, we start lying to ourselves, basically. We say we're going to do something, we don't do it. 
and over time we justify this lie. We're living in a fantasy. We're out of tune with, see, you either have reality or you have fantasy. You're either living in absolute reality, the Veta, the oneness, the fulfillment, the completion, whatever, or you're living, you're living in fantasy. So if you lack integrity within your inner space, your inner world, you're, you, you're filled with inner fantasies. When you lack integrity with your outer world, with the people around you, you're living in delusion. So fantasy, delusion, illusion, it's, it's all I can say in, when you lack integrity within and you build up all these fantasies inside, I should say illusions inside, you're internally eluded. You're, you're in complete illusion with yourself. You start believing your own lies. You start justifying. You say you're going to get up every single day. Or look at an addiction. A lot, many people are suffering with addiction. Every day you say you're going to stop doing what you know is hurting you but you're completely addicted to it. Well, this is the root. Integrity cures the root of addiction itself. So, when when we basically when we basically have integrity, we stop lying to ourselves. Right? We stop living in this gray area. And when we have integrity with others, there's no more delusion, a delusional relationship. The source of all suffering with a relationship is lack of trust. So what makes you lose trust in someone when they don't honor their commitment? Right? And this isn't to guilt trip anyone. This is to inspire. And why is this not a guilt trip? Because we can restore our integrity. See, if there was no possibility to restore integrity, then we're all in trouble. <laughs> so... We need to come back to integrity with our inner world and our outer world, our inner space and our outer space, and live in that non-conflict zone. Let's not have conflict. So what's the source of success? Integrity. If you're highly integrated to uh, something and you contribute that, you're going to be successful in your career. If you're highly integrated to your family, you're gonna, they're going to be joyful with you and you'll know how to set boundaries and you'll know where to to be authentic and stretch yourself and all that, and that we'll talk more later, but basically, they'll have extreme trust in you. You know, when you start removing this illusion and delusion with, and this, it's basically cunningness, right? When you start removing those, those, um, those layers, peel those layers of, uh, of fantasy off your inner world and outer world, you start experiencing the joy of pure reality. Now, coming back to integrity, and this is the best part, it's just a decision. We just need to understand how integrity is not moral, it's not ethical, it's not just squawk. See, if you're just telling the truth like a parrot, you'll may, you may be following the letter of the rule, but not the spirit. And I'll give you an example. Traffic lights are created so that we don't get into accidents. So if you understand the context of the rule, and you follow the rule, the rule becomes a power. But if you say, if you don't understand the context of the rule, and you say, hey, why am I being constricted like this? I don't like, I don't like stopping at traffic lights. Well, if you take the light, you're going to get hit by another car. So that's powerlessness. So if you follow the rules, or the, that's if you don't follow the rules. But say you just follow the rules, but you don't understand the context of the rules, you're going to feel bound. And you're only going to, you're going to basically half-ass everything. If you're, 
if you're supposed to do something for somebody and you don't understand their context, their purpose, and you can't align to it, and you're only going to go to the level you need to do to cheat the circumstance. You're only going to go, you're only going to push yourself so far. So if you work in like a corporate field or a government job, you'll know what I'm talking about. Basically, you can only work to the level, you can only give your time, but you can't give your life and you can't give your energy. You can only give so much because where society is very cunning. If, you're, if, the, if your boss is not highly integrated, highly authentic, and you start picking your energy up, you start being creative and enthusiastic, you'll, you'll challenge your own boss. You'll, you get threatened. You'll threaten them. So the very school system, the education system, the work system, everything is kind of like this non-integrated thing. That's why I'm a big proponent of at least transitioning to being your own boss, being the beneficiary of your own time, energy, and creativity. And that's a subject for a different day. But basically, these are just examples. When you follow the rule to the letter and the spirit, the spirit behind the rule, you manifest a power because you understand the context behind that rule. So the rule becomes something that gives you freedom, doesn't bind you. If you don't understand the context of that rule, basically the rule makes you feel bound, even if you're following it. And you're always going to just find ways to cheat it, cheat that rule. So that's what I'm saying. Being integrated is not moral or ethics. It's not even something to practice. It's just something to cognize the power and live it, manifest it. Practice implies struggle. So integrity, when you honor the words you give to yourself, your inner space gets complete, fulfilled. When you honor the words you give to others, your outer world becomes complete, fulfilled. And you manifest reality. You move yourself away from fantasy. Fantasy in Vedic tradition in Sanatana Dharma is called Maya. Maya means delusion, illusion, fantasy. So whether you're in a relationship with somebody, if it, you're filled with fantasies, it's a, that's, a, that's a byproduct that you're out of integrity with yourself and your connection and your declaration of what you stand for that person in that relationship. Same thing. If, uh, if you give yourself, if internally, I was talking about addiction. If you constantly say you're addicted to smoking cigarettes, and you know it's bad and you want to stop, but you can't. You feel like you can't because of the whole biological um, engraved memory and the whole chemistry and everything. But stronger than your chemistry, stronger than your thought currents is your will. We just have to cognize that it is that powerful. And maybe you have to work on other patterns that are rooted on that pattern and that pattern will melt away. Maybe you don't want to directly hit at a strong addiction and that's not necessarily the topic of this conversation. I'm just giving you an example. When you smoke every day, and every day you say, I'm going to stop smoking, but you go and pick up the cigarettes and you smoke, and you justify, say, oh, just another day, I'll start tomorrow, whatever, whatever, you lose confidence on yourself. You don't, you don't feel trust on you. So, you know, in the, in the modern day, even food is an addiction. Even TV is an addiction. Your screen, social media can be an addiction. Anything can be a tool. Technology is neutral. But the way we use things, food should be used for nourishment. But if we use it for entertainment, you need to look into the food pattern. What blind spot are you entertaining with the food pattern? Are you fully integrated to the purpose of food? What is the purpose of food? To nourish you, yes, you can also enjoy it. 
But if you put enjoyment over nourishment, you'll always sacrifice the nourishment. You'll go for taste. And before you know it, the purpose of food, which is to make you strong and healthy, is lost. So it's very important to realize utility value of integrity with every dimension of your life. Now, let's understand restoring integrity and how we can actually manifest this oneness, this completion. It starts with a declaration. Everything starts with a declaration. Reality starts with a declaration. You call it intention, whatever. When you declare, especially the core of your identity, if you declare something at the core of your identity, you start to manifest that. One conscious decision can override thousands of unconscious decisions because all unconscious decisions don't have existential power. Your consciousness does not power up any delusionary forces. So all your years of non-integrity sitting on your past, you can be completely wiped out by one declaration of integrity. When you declare integrity with you, you say, I am going to live integrity from this moment forward. I'm going to drop all my past non-integrity. That decision alone is strong enough to nullify and cancel out all, all the non-integrity of your past. Don't think you have to go in your past and relive all the traumas and stuff. That's not necessary. Not, it's not necessary. And if you don't understand the process, that, that can be dangerous because you can just trigger off the pattern. The best method the best method to stepping into your fullness and to your completion is to simply, this moment, declare integrity and renounce all the past non-integrity. And from this moment forward, when you give a word to yourself, simply do it. When you give a word to others, simply do it. And if there's something in the past that's still lingering, like say you owe somebody money, or you, you're telling yourself you, wanna, you want to work out every day, exercise, and you haven't been doing it, at least either drop the past commitment, that's also integrity, or tell them, go reach out to that person and tell them that you will not pay them the money. That's a secondary option, but that still is completion. You're still completing. It's the gray area where non-integrity festers, where you neither fulfill the commitment nor do you drop it. That is the zone. That's the deadly zone. That's what's known as karma in Sanatana Dharma. So if you just decide from this moment to live integrity, it's like bringing light into a room of darkness. If a room is dark, it can be dark for thousands of years. If you just bring one lantern in there, all that darkness is removed. So same way, you could have lacked integrity for a long time. Now you realize the utility value gives you that trust, that confidence on yourself and others and you experience that non-duality between your inner world and outer world, when you come to that understanding and you declare integrity, you start to identify yourself as a complete being. So instead of identifying yourself as, oh, my name is this and this, and we all know what's sitting in your past, all that non-integrity sitting in your past, all that lack of trust you have on yourself based on all the past non-integrity and all the lack of trust everyone has on you, that's the source of your identity as of now. So when you declare your integrity, you start identifying yourself as a fulfilled being. 
when you can identify, because you know it's your this isn't positive thinking, this isn't pseudo optimism. See, in all that, there's no completion or fulfillment of the of the commitment. It's just kind of some chatter you're telling yourself, but in your inner world and your outer, others know you're deluding yourself, and you know you're deluding yourself when you're saying I'm fulfilled, I'm fulfilled, I'm fulfilled. Saying that you're fulfilled without integrity is basically trying to put perfume on a pile of dash 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 so that's not what i'm talking about integrity to your inner world and your see society trains integrity to the outer world you know naturally you have to turn in your homework when you're in school naturally you have to finish your assignments when you're at, when you're at work and whatnot so we're kind of trained but that's not even real integrity because naturally if you don't understand the context behind the rules and regulations, you're not going to put the spirit with the action. So really, you're not even in integrity with the outer world if you're not empowered, if you don't understand the bigger context, bigger picture. If And I tell you, where if fulfillment, your inner world or outer world fulfillment is not the context, then naturally it can never be your integrity. So when you give a word to yourself, it's naturally to expand you. It's naturally to give you that fulfillment that confidence, that trust. And naturally, it will manifest if you simply align your thought and action. Now you declare yourself, I am fulfilled. I am blissful. I am complete because I am integrated. You will see that will become your reality. Just try it out. Try to... Uh, just bring this awareness. Try to get out of the gray with a few commitments. Sit down and write down all your inner world commitments that you tell yourself again and again and again that you're going to do. Like you say you're going to work out, you say you're going to work and you never do it. Write everything down, all the commitments you give to yourself. And write down all the commitments you've given to others. And just see, have you fulfilled them all? And if you have, great, check mark it. It shouldn't even be there in your inner space. And if you haven't, decide, yes or no. And leave it. That's integrity. Erase all the gray area from your inner world and your outer world. You'll see so much trust on yourself. You'll see so much confidence on yourself manifest. You'll see so much fulfillment happening. It's very Integrity is the most powerful source of decision making. It's the best strategy to exist by far. This is totally aligned with every truth-based tradition and philosophy you can just see look at around the world why are people suffering because of non-integrated businesses politicians companies so bringing integrity to yourself you'll naturally be an inspiration bring integrity to others and you'll live in just absolute joy and that's the life to live ha the most happening life see when you stop when you lose integrity with yourself you stop trying new new things you get caught in old patterns based on the past when you decide to be integrated with yourself, you start experimenting and living a life full of infinite possibilities. So you start expressing new, new dimensions of yourself. Integrity is the foundation of not fulfillment this moment, but from fulfillment to more fulfillment, to fulfillment to more fulfillment, not pseudo contentment, not just the temporary happiness we experience in the gaps between suffering. 
No. So integrity gives you fulfillment from fulfillment to more fulfillment from that fulfillment to more fulfillment an expansion of fulfillment of trust of confidence on yourself and and on others and how others perceive you so again let's just kind of recap this we have our inner world outer world when we have integrity in our inner world we feel fulfilled complete we trust ourselves when there's no integrity in our outer world in our inner world we do not trust ourselves if we experience fulfillment uh, if we experience uh, the outer world with integrity we have fulfillment and we have trust others trust us and if we do not have integrity with the outer world basically no one trusts you and you lose confidence on yourself when you lose inner integrity you others lose confidence on you when you have outer integrity having confidence on yourself and others having confidence on you is basically the source of a conflict-free life. Conflict-free in your inner world, conflict-free in your outer world, because your inner world is nothing but the thoughts and words you give to yourself. Your outer world is nothing but the thoughts or the words and body language you show to others. So experience this conflict-free reality beyond the non-dual, the oneness. The completion, the fulfillment, beyond the duality, the duality of conflict. Conflict with your inner world, conflict with your outer world. Integrity is the, is the best strategy to exist. Integrity make, gives you that completion. It erases all the past incompletions where you were, where you were living in the space of non-integrity. And your past becomes immediately irrelevant and redundant. Your entire past can become all the memories, can become redundant the minute you decide to manifest integrity from the core of your being and decide to cognize yourself as a complete being. This is not pseudo-optimism. This is not positive thinking. If you're putting forth the integrity with yourself and others, you have a right to tell yourself you are a complete, fulfilled being. If you're telling yourself you're a complete and fulfilled being, but you have no integrity with yourself or others, then that's positive thinking. That's pseudo-optimism. That's not what I'm talking about here. So declare you are a complete being. That's step one. And use integrity as your strategy of existence with yourself and others. And you will see miracles. Absolute miracles. You'll access the field of infinite possibilities. All your past sufferings will become immediately redundant and irrelevant and you'll experience massive joy, massive bliss, the unending joy, the causeless joy. All right, so we'll end off and I'll give you guys a practical technique. So take this understanding of integrity, kind of cognize it. And what I recommend people do is 42 minutes of a of this particular meditation will align you to the space of completion and you'll be able to manifest aligned to your integrity meditation techniques are methodology to tune to the space of completion and allow you to access the uh, make the decision integrate yourself so you can make the decision to live integrity so this is the i call we'll call this the level one kriya it's the maha mantra humming meditation it's a gift 
from Buddhist lamas. My mentor got this from Buddhist lamas when he was wandering, when he was like 18 or 19. He was wandering in the Himalayas and he met a bunch of lamas, great lamas that were living up in the mountains. And they did all sorts of alchemy processes with him. And, um, and this was a great gift he received is this Maha Mantra uh, Kriya.